1: local radio station. We are The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, for that disclaimer. Uh, My co-host, Pastor Delmar Austin, is in the house, and uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen. You can always uh, watch this. Yes, there's a visual also. You can watch it at uh, youtube.com. Search for The View from a Pew and also several other places. Well, actually, If you have a podcast site that you go to, and the view from a pew is not on it, then by golly, I want you to tell me, because we're on like 27 platforms, thanks to our amazing producer, uh, whose name is Garth. All right, so we continue this new little series that we have, which I really enjoy. Last week, what does the Bible say about sin, and this week... It's my favorite topic, because I need it a lot. What does the Bible say about forgiveness? What's the Bible say about forgiveness? It's a good thing, right? Right.
0: It's very pro forgiveness. Yeah, right. pro forgiveness.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it fair to say that Jesus died for our forgiveness? And if we if we don't Do as the Lord's Prayer says, forgive our trespasses as we forgive others. If we don't do that, aren't we mocking and belittling and underrating Jesus' death on the cross? Um, Maybe I'm a little too strong on my language, but...
0: Well, let me go back just a little. Uh, Jesus died because of the problem of sin, because of the problem of our sin, that uh, has caused so many uh, terrible things in, in the history of this world and even in our own lives. Jesus died because of this problem. And so that he could offer us forgiveness and give us eternal life, even though we were sinners. And that's why, Mac, we started with sin, because sin is really the issue. It It is what has caused separation between us and God. And God wants that to be repaired. And it was repaired through what Jesus
1: Christ did for us. So if, it, when I'm, so remember me, I'm kind of blue collar. I'm kind of street guy. So if I say to somebody, listen, if you can't forgive somebody, how can you expect God to forgive you? Well, I'm, I'm never going to forget that person because, because, because. Well, it says that God's going to say the same thing about you. I'm never going to forgive you because of blah, blah, blah. The two are tied together.
0: Uh, our being able to forgive others is connected with God's forgiveness of us. It's it's important that we see that. And, you know, God's, God says that sort of thing because he wants us to understand that we needed forgiveness. Yeah, there was no hope. There was no hope. But some people don't even see that. Some people don't sense any need of forgiveness. And if you don't sense that, you're never going to be able to forgive
1: others. Well, and we're witnessing this week, um, uh, or last week, I'm, I'm sorry, this incredible unforgiveness between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And this goes all the way back, all the way back to the early Bible days, it does go back a long time.
0: The first time that Islam came in uh to the land of Palestine uh and, and really took over that area was in the seventh century. It was after Islam had, had begun. And ever since that time there have been conflicts. And uh, sometimes it's been with Christians and Islam, and sometimes it's been between Jews and islam but it it has continued to be conflict throughout centuries of time and And what we see happened between Israel and Hamas is uh one of the I think they I heard on the news it's about the fifth major confrontation and and war uh yeah. warfare that t- has taken place since Israel has become a nation. Yeah. It's it's a long, complicated story, and there have been terrible things that have been done to to both Jewish people and to even to Palestinian people, and so we have this long-standing feud that has gone on. and And what is the only way that we can solve this? A peace treaty is not going to work. It hasn't worked in the past. Yeah. What What is going to work? The only thing that can conceivably work is forgiveness. It is the only way. That you could restore relationships
1: after relationships are broken. All right. Well, we could talk about this more as the week goes on, uh, because I'm I'm very sensitive uh, to what's going on over there. Um, I try to be in the middle. You did a good job just now. You know, you're not taking a side. I, I have some Jewish in me, you know, and I I can't help but take a look at what they're doing. But we'll talk about that later, all right? Okay. So last week we talked about sin. Uh, It's hard to forgive. We've got a picture of forgiveness, how God forgives. How How should we forgive?
0: I want to I want to show this week some pictures of forgiveness. We know the Bible's pro forgiveness. Yeah. But what do, what does it show us about forgiveness? And we're going to start with the story that Jesus tells, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee is an individual who is a religious leader. He is looked up to in Jewish society in Jesus' day as one of the most righteous men possible. He is one who follows the law. He is one who knows God, who lives in relationship with God. Okay? So, so you have, first of all, this man, the Pharisee, and then you have the tax collector. And who is the tax collector? He is somebody who is compromising himself by working for the other side. He is working for the Romans. He is collecting taxes from his own people. Many times tax collectors were uh, unfair. They were cheats. They were taking money away from their fellow citizens. So he is one of the most despicable people.
1: So that's who the IRS Kind of modeled themselves after. I, I I can't speak for that. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So what does the parable
0: tell us? Uh, Luke chapter eighteen, beginning in verse nine. Also, he spoke—that is, Jesus—this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. He nods as he sees the tax collector over there. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me a sinner. I tell you this, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Who gets forgiven in that parable? (laughs) it is the man that sees his sin. It is the man that humbles his heart. It is the man who does not compare himself with somebody else. Listen, we're all better than somebody else that we know. We've done something better than somebody else. But in God's eyes, we're all sinners, and we all need his forgiveness. Mac, we talked last week about this evil Knievel illustration about jumping over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Okay, how far do you think you could jump over the Grand Canyon? Kimber. pull the rib cord not very far if i ran with a ramp and i pushed and jumped off as as hard as i could i would maybe make it six to eight feet before i fell straight down to the bottom and died right
1: yeah absolutely
0: and how far is it it's about 18 miles at the widest point okay none of a evil knievel with a ramp and a motorbike only made it 200 feet so the point is, we all fall short. We all don't make the leap. So why compare ourselves to each other? We're all lost sinners. And this is what the man does who comes before God, the tax collector. He recognizes how how sinful a man that he is. This is what God wants us to understand in order to have a spirit of forgiveness in our hearts. If you think that you don't need forgiveness, you stand before God and say, wow, look at me, look at all the good things I'm doing, you're never going to have an attitude of
1: forgiving others who are around you. You know, you just kind of reminded me of the old me, because I remember being asked, when was the last time you forgave somebody? And I very arrogantly said, I've never forgiven anybody. I've never done anything wrong. No. Yeah, I mean, just foolish. Exactly. It starts
0: with that kind of attitude. And uh, Jesus tells it in other parables, too. He tells about the unforgiving servant. This is the servant that owes huge, a huge amount of money <laughs> uh, to his master, and uh, he's called in before his master and his master says, he says, I can't pay this amount. And the master says to him, okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> and he doesn't have to pay that amount to his master. And you know what he does? He turns around and goes out. He finds a fellow servant that owes him a small amount of money. And he says, he grabs him by the neck and says, you must pay up. And and the man says, I can't. Well, good. I'll, okay, if that's the case, I'll throw you in prison. He does that. Oh, my gosh. And, and the master calls him back in and says, hey, I just forgave you a huge amount. Yeah. How can you not have forgiveness towards somebody else? That is a point that Jesus is trying to make really clearly in our lives. He wants us to have that spirit of forgiveness towards others. That's a pretty important picture that God shows us right away about forgiveness.
1: Well, and, and, you know, what I've learned in my life is that forgiving somebody else does a lot for you, too. Yes, it does. Because I'm not carrying that, that that resentment and that harm and all of that kind of stuff uh, with me anymore. Because forgiveness restores
0: relationships and When we have a restored relationship, we don't have to carry that around in our minds and and hate that other individual and think of all those negative thoughts. We have a good relationship restored.
1: Well, and in, in a couple cases of mine, unfortunately, there was no restoration. There probably never will be, but I have to forgive them because of what Jesus taught us. Exactly. If I don't forgive you, God's going to pick out, oh, I don't know, a couple thousand things I've done wrong and say, okay, you don't get forgiven either. Well, as our week goes on this week, I really want you to pay attention to these shows Uh, Pastor Delmar and I will be continued to talk about forgiveness. It's my favorite subject because it's something that God has called me to do. And I appreciate you watching or listening or being with The View from a Pew here on your local radio station and all around the world at www.youtube.com. Search for The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Find to this jam store
0: where you'll find more.